Mixmaster B here for MMB Radio, and right now I have the honor to be interviewing a man who's going to be making his Philadelphia debut this coming Saturday for a live Monster Jam event at Lincoln Financial Field. Alex Blackwell, the driver of Captain's Curse. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? All right. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, I know it's a Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we're still probably recovering from the holiday weekend, but thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, no problem. Actually, I worked. Uh, I had to run to Chicago to uh, drop a trailer and a truck off, and I just got back about 10 o'clock last night, so no vacation for me. So it, it never ends, does it? No, never. Okay. Now, one of the things I know I always personally want to know, and a lot of people, we posted questions on uh, Facebook and Twitter and asking people to ask us questions. How did you get started being a monster truck driver? Um, well, I came from the pro- professional motocross, and... Um, I got hurt a couple years back uh, in 2001, and uh, I uh, got my legs operated on, and I needed some time off, and said I was going to retire and and you know not drive motorcycle, ride motorcycles anymore. And uh, a local guy, uh, Annie Slifko uh, and Jeremy Slifko, who have trucks, uh, which they'll be there this weekend, uh, had his shop. He said, "Come with me." I went with him for three, four months, and uh, I got to drive a truck one time. And six months later, I moved from Pennsylvania to North Carolina to do a full time, and I'm here seven years. Awesome. So is that something like if uh, people wanted to get into that field, how do they how do they go about doing that? Uh, the best, you know, the, for the younger crowd that's still in school, the uh, uh, UTI is, is good for us. Uh, they, they sort of give you an idea about mechanics and the ins and outs of things. And, uh, of course, they don't have a monster truck class, uh, but they give you uh, your basic info on mechanics and how things work. And it gives them an idea when they come to us, and then we give them our way of doing things uh i have my way every driver crew guy has their way of doing things and then you just learn it and then you put it in your own way and then you go about your business um uh, i was lucky uh i was hanging around somebody that had a monster truck and um i got lucky man it's i was never out of the country and i've been to 18 different countries doing this now so uh uh hanging around somebody with a monster truck helps uh or knowing somebody in the in the industry and getting your foot in the door and maybe helping out working on it uh, washing trucks, whatever it takes, and then going from there. So uh, think positive, because I worked in a, a shop in Frackville, Pennsylvania for 17 years and and uh, thought I'd be there my whole life, and all of a sudden I left. Awesome. So you're saying that you uh, mechanics and everything, and, I, and I'm reading here that you are the creator of the Gazoo Motor. What is that and how did yeah, that come about? Well, uh, the rear steering is uh, electric over hydraulic, and uh, the business I was in prior to this uh in Frackville, which is Duboski's Auto Electric, um, they're into that. That's what they do, you know, liftgate motors, snowplow motors, and that's exactly what it is. And um, I just, uh, they helped me figure out what worked and uh, what parts to use. And a standard motor spins about 4,000 RPMs, and the motors that I uh, put together end up spinning 11,000 RPMs. So it spins, uh, you know, three times as fast, makes the rear surf faster. Um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know what I was doing. Um, but, th- you know, I put the stuff together, and, and they're like, hey, it should work. And it's right now it's close to 100 and some monster trucks that the motors are on. Uh, I don't do it anymore because I'm not in that business. Uh, the Duboskis does. Um, but that's I started doing it, and uh, it was a big hit because uh, now everybody knows me as Gazoo. So now you're a trendsetter then. You've uh, set that bar up there for everybody. Uh, well, I try to. You know, now there's... Uh, they're still out there. Um, we use. I have them on my trucks. They're in my trailer for parts, and a lot of guys use them. So uh, uh, it was just something because everybody kept begging. You know, we need it faster. We need it faster. And you know, guys run them on 24 volt, 
Um, but it's hard. You can't charge a 12-volt system and a 24-volt system without having the proper stuff. Like an ambulance has an inverter that converts it from 12 to 24. You could do both. Our trucks don't have them. So you're, we have alternators, but you're only charging the 12-volt side of it. So now you have to put a charger on it when you park it or it will stop working on you. So um, it's one of those things. Now with my 12-volt deal that I did uh, back in the day, eight years ago or whenever I started it, it now we just need to put battery chargers on them. We don't have to you know, run a 12-volt battery and a 24-volt battery. Cool. So uh, you were saying that you're from the area. This is the first time you're going to be performing in Philadelphia? Uh, yes, I actually did the, the little arena right there, the, the Spectrum, and um, uh, geez, three years ago, four years ago. And uh, it seemed like uh, that was my hometown, and I had a, a lot of people there. And I rolled over like four times in three shows, and they're like, I don't think we should send you back there. You did a lot of damage, you know. But um, I was there last year crewing for Dennis Anderson with Gravedigger and Dustin Brown, his crew chief. Um, and this year, um, my truck is in the States. Last year, I was in Europe with my truck. Uh, so they said, hey, how about doing Philly? And I'm like, heck yeah. So, of course, you know, I got all my friends and family and people mm -hmm. I don't even know calling me for tickets. Yeah, everybody wants tickets to the event. <laughs> and, yeah, of and, course. And speaking of for tickets, if anybody's interested for tickets, monsterjam.com and ticketmaster.com. You can go ahead and get your tickets still available for this Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. Now, um, you're also saying that, you, you know, you're at uh, the Spectrum and everything, and I don't know if you noticed now, it's no longer there, so... Um, yeah, that's, what, that's uh, what we had heard. Yeah, so some of that damage you've done, you know, they could have probably saved some money, just had you just kind of crush over it. They, well, yeah, but I, I didn't do any building damage, it was only truck damage. <laughs> okay. Well, that would have been a cool, that would have been a cool little uh, stunt there, you know, just riding over top of parts of the Spectrum, you know? Yeah, but no one in it, of course. Yeah, well, nobody in it. Yeah, we don't want any lawsuits or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, we posted some questions. Like I said, we asked the fans on Facebook and on Twitter to uh, ask them some questions for you. So you want to answer some questions from the fans? Of course. All right. First question we got here was, how does Monster Jam score their their standings? Is there a point system, or is how do they how do they go about doing the standings? Um. Well, that's it's it's done from January to March. And, um, you know, their point system is, it, I, I don't know exactly how they do it. Um, I know, like, for a stadium show and you get a win, which a stadium is like uh, Lincoln Financial, uh, you know, where football or baseball is held and, and it's, it's, you know, 30-plus thousand people, uh, you get more points for winning uh, a stadium event than you do arena. But the thing with an arena like the Spectrum, we, done, we have done four shows there. So if you win four shows, uh, you know, because we've done a show Friday, two Saturday and one Sunday. So if you did a win there, you almost got more points because there was more shows. You got less per show, but in the end of the weekend, you got more points. So, you know, it goes from there down to, uh, geez, up on the standings, I've seen up to 43rd spot. Um, I don't know exactly how the points go. I, I don't even get into the points. It is what it is. If I don't win, as long as, you know, uh, the people leave happy, that's all that matters to me. So as long as you're putting a good product out there, Winter exactly. Days, as long as you're out there making the fans happy. Yeah. All right. Very cool. So the next question we have here is, what is the scariest moment you've ever had while driving a truck? <laughs> well, the scariest moment was uh, in 2009 in the World Finals in Las Vegas. Uh, I was in the final with Tom Mentz in Maximum Destruction. And uh, the final round of racing, this is Decide the Championship. And this is my uh, second year there only and I was in the finals, 
and I got to the, there's a, you start outside the building in Las Vegas, and you come down this little chicane, and then you go the length of a football field, and top speeds are 70 plus mile an hour. Um, I was clocked at 71, and uh, I lost my brakes. And uh, yeah, that could as be a driver, scary. yeah, it was very scary because uh, I ended up rolling 180 some feet, and uh, wow. the guy clocked me. I was at 71 miles an hour. Um, as a driver, uh, not only with a motorcycle but my monster truck, whenever I go to a building, I scout the place out. Um, I look for uh, spots on the building, maybe light fixtures. You know, if you're in an arena, whatever. So I know if I get to this point, something's got to happen. I, I'm, if I'm in danger or something's broke or something. I need to either fix it, so I stop the truck, roll over, and I set my boundaries, and when I came down there, and um, I pumped the brakes a few times, and there was nothing there, and I was either going to head head on to the, in the into the bleachers, or I was going to proceed to roll my truck, and to me, at the time, I decided to roll my truck, because that, was to me, was the safest thing, and luckily, um, everything worked out. Um, the safety holds that Monster Jam puts up and provides for our fans, uh, as well as drivers and our, our tech staff, it worked. Um, I ended up in the bleachers, but uh, no one was hurt. Um, I got out fine, not a mark on me, not black and blue. I destroyed my truck. Uh, I built a new one right after that, uh, but other than that, that was my scariest moment. And it wasn't most. It wasn't for me. It was more for the fans because you know, um, there's young kids, old kids. Middle-aged kids sitting in the stands, and I, you know, definitely didn't want nothing to happen uh, to anybody. And my parents were there, so um, you know, I was worried about everybody else other than myself. Because when I got out of the truck, they said I was white as a ghost, and the only thing I kept saying is, "Anybody hurt? Is anybody hurt?" And everybody was fine. And then I got color back to me and and came around again. So right back into that was it. my scariest moment. World Finals ten. Wow. So uh, you say a lot of preparation that goes into it. A lot of people might think that you you know you just get in there and you just start crushing stuff, but you actually go around, look at the lighting, check the different areas. It's kind of like playing a sport. Like if you're a, a baseball player, you're checking the different diagrams in the stadium, see where you know where a ball could you know hit off a wall differently. So uh, that's pretty cool. Well, and and you know you get a foul ball and you, those guys, uh, baseball players go run and they catch it and they know even though they're not looking where their boundary is and yeah they fall over the wall but they usually catch the ball yeah, you know so what you I mean? know so, your surroundings yeah and it's just something uh i race bikes for uh i turned 38 on thursday so this is a this is a birthday present for me to go Happy up the field. birthday <laughs> thank you and uh you know i've been i raced motorcycles for 20 some years so uh, you just got used to it and uh, looking at my peers and getting help from everybody and you know, you got to know your surroundings, and that's exactly what it is. I knew my surroundings, and um, I committed to roll my truck, and and uh, thank God everybody came out safe, uh, healthy, and, and one piece after it. All right, cool. Another question we have here from one of the fans is, what type of season is Monster Jam? Is there an off-season, and you know, how do you go about tr all the travel? Well, uh, uh, back in 2005 when I started doing this, it was, you know, January, February, March, and maybe a few summer shows. But now, um, for you know, for Monster Jam, there is no downtime because once we got done Vegas, I spent two weeks in Florida. I went to uh, Moline, Illinois. Uh, the one weekend I did head off, I went to uh, Virginia Beach to a Monster truck, truck show on the beach to help some money. And uh, I just went to Chicago to do some running around. We have 10 trucks in South America right now, and we had 10 trucks in Europe, which I did the, I did Costa Rica two weeks ago. Um, so there's no downtime anymore. It's uh, 
to get time off, I got to put my notice in ahead of time so I can either get somebody to fill my spot or make sure my truck's not running. And uh, that's what I do. Just hopefully my truck ain't running because I don't, you know, right now the only person, uh, the truck I'm driving back in 2007, uh, Pablo Huffaker won the World Freestyle Championship in. And not long after that, they asked me to drive it. So um, as of now, only uh, Pablo and I had driven a truck. And um, my truck is really small. I don't know if you come to the building and, and hang out. I'll, I'll let you sit in my truck. Uh, I'm only five foot six, and it's tight for me. It's a 1941 Willys, mm -hmm. and it's very, very small inside. Well, I don't know how two people fit in it went back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's, a, that's a, um, some tight quarters. Yes. So, um, okay, so you say you're, you're always on the run, always going to the next show and everything. When you do have downtime, what, what is it that you like to do? Um, I have a Harley, so uh, I like to ride my Harley. Um, I also have, uh, me and my father have a 51 uh, Mercury that's uh, fully customized that when I do go home and he falls asleep, I take it out and go cruise around, you know, go uh, miniature golfing or something. or uh, But mostly uh, just my bike, man. Uh, I'm... Uh, my dad's been a Harley guy his whole life, and I said whenever I get, because I was always on dirt bikes, whenever I get a street bike, it's going to be a Harley. And I have a 2003 100th anniversary Harley nice. uh, that I uh, put a lot of miles on. Uh, I'm in North Carolina right now, and I go back and forth to home, and it's 440 miles. And a Friday night, I'll just pick up and leave, go home for a day and a half, and turn around and come right back. Cool. So we got a couple more questions here from the fans. One of the fans wanted yeah. to know... Um, they have the Monster Jam video games. Are you into yeah. the Monster Jam video game, and do you use that as like a way to practice and train? Um, actually, I've never played it. I, I don't have Wii, and I don't have uh, PSP2 or or any. The only thing I have is Nintendo, which I got like 33 years ago, and I've never <laughs> played it. So um, I've watched people play it, but um, without having it and uh, you know work, and I work a lot of hours. I probably work too many hours. So uh, when I get home, I usually eat and. Um, clean my bike or go right to bed because, uh, you know, I, I don't know why, but I like to work for some reason. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Hey, practice makes perfect. you gotta, you got to stay guess, on the yeah, hustle. Maybe I should get the game. I might be a little better at, be better at driving. I remember you talking about the old Nintendo. I can remember as a child having the uh, <laughs> the Bigfoot game. You just All you had to do was press left and right, left and right really quick to get up the hill. Yeah. And, and that's worth a lot of money right now. Yeah, that's uh, one of those collector items. And now the new yeah, games, you yeah. see so many of the drivers using it as like a, a tool now to actually yeah. like simulate. So it's uh, pretty cool what they're able to do with the video games. Right? Yeah, the new the new uh, uh, Path of Destruction is 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 awesome. We uh, were, they were playing it at the shop one day, and and uh, you know the two of the boys that are, are game guys, you know, they play it all the time, and and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. It's so realistic and. Uh, the noises are—it's uh, just amazing what you could do with these trucks on a on a game, you yeah, know. So maybe technology. I should get it. Maybe I should bet. Maybe I should talk to somebody and hook me up with a game or something like that. Yeah, we <laughs> gotta get Captain's Curse in the game. Yeah, I know. I seen that. Everybody says, "You hey, we we play on the game all the time." And and uh, boy, this weekend uh, talking to his father and and he said, "My son plays you all the time, and he won't let no one else use your truck." So <laughs> I guess so, I have to send him a check or something. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a nice <laughs> little endorsement there. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, another fan wanted to know, what type of music do you listen to? Like, how do you prepare for uh, uh, an event? Do you listen to any kind of music to kind of get you in the zone? Uh, I listen to country. You know, I listen to anything, but country is my uh, my main deal. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't... I say I don't have rituals, but I, I do. You know, I, uh, I have a lucky penny I have on my, my shoe that if it's not there, I, I panic until I find it. And... Um, 
nothing. Uh, it's usually, you know, you're busy till the last minute, and they're like, get in your truck, hurry up. So, um, no, nah, nothing, nothing really sticks out. Just on the way there, you know, listen to country or, or uh, um, three doors down or Nickelback or something like that. But nothing, nothing sticks out in my head, really. All right, cool. So then uh, Saturday there happened a pit party. Are you going to be available there to sign autographs? and are you going to be... I sure will. All right, awesome. So fans can see you there. That starts at 3 o'clock at Lincoln Financial Field. And, again, if you're interested in getting tickets, MonsterJam.com, Ticketmaster.com, June 4th, Lincoln Financial Field, home of the Philadelphia Eagles. Alex, we thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a bunch of things to do and prepare for the next event. I just uh, finished working on my truck. I polished her all up. She's looking really nice and clean and uh, we're loading trailers now and, and going to load trucks here shortly. And uh should be a good time. And check out uh, uh, Gravedigger the Legend, which is Adam Anderson, um, Loopy Salsa with Grinder, and I believe a couple other trucks are going to be out at uh, Advanced Auto Parts stores uh, throughout Philly. Uh, I know uh, Loopy and Grinder is like 20 miles away, um, but if you go on the Monster Jam site, it should show all the displays and uh, or, or go on the Monster Truck boards, man. He's... These uh, guys that are on the monster truck boards really follow us, and, and we appreciate it. And they to let everybody know where we're at. Or You see one display, ask them. They'll tell you where the next guy is. So stop out and see us. Uh, it'll be Friday, uh, I think, from 2 to 6 at uh, some of the auto, advanced auto parts throughout the area. All right. Thank you once again, Alex, for taking the time out. And uh, we'll be catching up with you Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. This is Alex Blackwell, driver at Captain's Curse Monster Truck, listening to Mixmaster B on MMB Radio.